Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. What news of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist? Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday the 29th of October. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm James Barry. Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Just Google us or uh, type in AAWL to those social media platforms and you should be able to find us. Coming up in the second part of today's program, I spoke with uh, Kivanch Ilyachik, who is the International Officer of DISC. DISC is the Progressive Labour Centre in Turkey, and we spoke about the current dispute in the Marlboro factory, Marlboro owned by Philip Morris Tobacco Company, um, and uh, just the hideous cost of living pressures that Turkish workers are under. Uh, it's a long interview, so we're just going to speed through these um, news items, James, so that we can get to that um, extended interview later in the program. So I'll kick off in the Middle East um, uh, in relation to the Qatar World Cup, although this is more a solidarity statement. The Australian footballers have issued a statement. Professional Footballers Australia, the Players Union for the for Association Football, this week issued a statement condemning the sports washing of Qatar's suppression of workers' rights in the preparation for the 2022 World Cup. The PFA spoke of their support for the migrant workers of Qatar, whose terrible suffering and harm have made the tournament possible, and added their voice to other players' associations globally in calling for labour reform for Qatar. Actually, a lot of these workers have died in the construction of that um, stadium. The statement also thanked Qatar for their hospitality while demanding that the same hospitality be expended to, extended to LGBTI people. Uh, to Iran now, where strikes have continued uh, and strikes uh, for Jina Amini's Arba'in. Protesters have gathered in Iran this week for the Arba'in commemoration for Jina Masai Amini, whose murder at the hands of the morality police in Tehran have sparked some of the largest protests in Iran since the 1979 revolution. In Shia Islam, Arba'in commemorations mark 40 days since the death of a person, and they are often sites for protests for those who are murdered by the police or security forces. Thousands of protesters clash with police in Tehran and in Jina's hometown of Saqez, where the protest slogan of Women, Life, Freedom was chanted in Persian and her native Kurdish language at her gravesite. In response, the Iranian government shut down the internet in the entirety of Kurdistan province. Elsewhere in the country, factory workers reportedly have walked off the job and shopkeepers have closed their businesses in solidarity, mostly in, the, in Kurdish areas like Sanandaj, Bulkan and Saqez, while protests continue at university campuses, with this week the University of Tabriz being the site of a major protest. And uh, a follow-up on our story um, that we covered a couple of weeks ago in relation to jailed Filipino labour activists. Um, you'll recall that we interviewed Kara Tagal a couple of weeks ago. This week, a number of labour organisations in the Philippines and across Asia have appealed to the international labour community for solidarity in bringing attention to the ongoing attacks um, to labour activists in the Philippines, uh, specifically 
uh, and Asia in the Asia Pacific more broadly. Um, of course, this comes in response to the arrest of two Labor activists, Cara Tagao and Larry Valbuena, on October 10. We, uh, as we covered in that interview, they were arrested without warrant, um, and they were basically arrested on false charges of robbery, uh, and were and were faced with other further bogus charges of assault before being released on bail. The charges allegedly stem from a complaint from a police officer who claims to have been assaulted by the two after he pulled a gun at a labour demonstration in 2020. And I should also add that. AAWL and PASA, the Philippines Australia Solidarity Association, will be organising a joint public meeting about the situation in the Philippines because a, a number of comrades, trade unionists, will be in Australia for I took the International Trade Union Confederation's um, annual uh, international meeting. To Fiji now, where the Secretary of the Trade Union Organisation is on trial. Felix Anthony, the Secretary of the Fijian Trade Union Congress, faced trial this week on charges of causing public anxiety and malicious acts after he, in 2019, informed a journalist of a plan by Fiji's Water Authority to terminate the contracts of its workers. The public prosecutor accuses Felix Anthony of causing public disorder by informing the Fiji Times reporter of this plan. Felix, if convicted, will face a $5,000 fine and three-year prison sentence. And in Sri Lanka, in the midst of the ongoing crisis there, a Congress of Trade Unions in Colombo this week called for an increase in the minimum wage as inflation runs well beyond what the average Sri Lankan worker can afford. Sri Lankan wages have remained the same throughout the crisis, while food inflation rose to as high as 95% in the month of September. Furthermore, previous benefits available to low-wage workers, such as free company transport, have been taken away as companies claim they can no longer afford it, pushing these costs onto the poorest workers. The Congress of Trade Unions made it clear the demand was essentially for workers to be paid a wage off of which they can live. Finally, to Myanmar, where the junta has, had, has held an air raid on a concert in, uh, in Kachin province. Myanmar's ruling military junta this week bombed a concert in Kachin province, where a strong anti-junta movement is present, and killed 80 people. This heinous act is part of the junta's increasing use of scorched-earth policies to bring resistance to submission. The practice, which the regime calls four cuts, is designed to break anti-regime resistance, mostly through lethal arson attack in anti-government strongholds, with new cases of this atrocity appearing almost daily. However, international observers, who conservatively estimate that 30,000 homes have been torched from the beginning of the coup until August of this year, argue that the practice is having the opposite effect and is only solidifying anti-junta feeling in these areas. In other news, the Building and Woodworkers International, or BWI, recently awarded their Rights for All award to Sandard, a Burmese woman and trade union leader who was at the forefront of the Burmese trade union struggle against the military junta. That is the news from around the region. We're going to go do some community announcements and then our feature story for the morning. If you're a charity or community group looking for office space or a co-working space, Ross House has rooms of different sizes available, from 15 metres squared to 100 metres squared, at affordable prices. 
Many charity groups already call Ross House home, so if you're interested in joining a vibrant community or working towards social justice and environmental sustainability, please visit rosshouse.org.au or contact reception during office hours on 9650-1599. Ross House is a 3CR supporter. It's 10 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. Earlier this week, I had an opportunity to interview Kirvanj Eliachik, who is the International Officer of DISC, the um, militant trade union centre in Turkey, about a recent dispute, or a current dispute rather, involving Marlboro workers at um, Philip Morris in a factory in Turkey. Here's that interview. My name is Kirvanj Eliachik. Uh, I'm the International Secretary of DISC, which is the Progressive Trade Unions uh, of Turkey. And my organization represents more than 200,000 uh, workers in Turkey. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the program today, Kivanç. Workers at the Marlboro Cigarette Factory in Izmir, Turkey, have been dismissed for being union members. Tell us what led to the dismissal. Okay, so uh, maybe your audience is familiar with the uh, financial crisis in Turkey. We have a kind of currency crisis and high inflation. So that means poverty for uh, workers in different sectors and in different workplaces. Uh, So particularly when we are talking about the Philip Morris Marlboro workers uh, in Izmir, their, their salaries are melting. So they lo- they are losing their purchase power. So they join uh, the trade union ranks uh, for decent wages, for a pay raise. Uh, and uh, other than the pay raise, there is a kind of discrimination in the factory. By discrimination, I mean there are two, two kind of employment contracts. Some of them are the permanent employees of Philip Morris. And some of them are agency workers. They are subcontractors. But subcontractors are not only doing some kind of side work services. They are using the same machinery with the permanent staff. Uh, they are working in the production. So the permanent employees are receiving better salaries and good social rights, like some premiums uh, and some other social rights. But the subcontractors, the agency workers, are not receiving any social rights. And uh, that subcontracting company is not a local national one, but it's also a global one. It's a part of uh, Compass Group. It's a global uh, servicing catering company. Uh, And those guys are not having short-term contracts, but some of them are working for the same factory, doing the same job for uh, more than 10 years. Uh, So there's there's a discrimination inside of the factory and uh, salaries for all workers are quite low so they ask for uh, decent salaries and end discrimination uh, so they join the union ranks uh, so right after the first public union meeting the committee members of the union four guys they were uh, they were relocated kind of this is a kind of exile so the agency sent them to another factory which is far from their houses and from the Philip Morris factory. So we organized some actions, industrial actions, and they 
withdrew from this decision, then they understood that there is a union organization. Workers are asking for their rights. They are asking for their demands. So the management organized some personal meetings with the union members, pushed them to resign from the union. They changed their positions in the factory or send them to night shift, force them to do some overtime work. This is a kind of mobbing. So unions fight, uh, union members fight, uh, fought back. So we organized an industrial action of three days. So we stopped the production and delivery of the cigarette boxes for three days. And the workers, they didn't leave the factory for three days. They slept over uh, in the factory. Uh, so the company invited police. Uh, so in the end of the three days, uh, workers left the factory peacefully. There were no tensions or any clashes. They left the factory after three days of industrial action. Uh, and in the end of this uh, industrial action, they sacked more union members. And the total number of dismissed union members are 124. 124 union members were dismissed. So the picket line is still going on in front of the factory. And the factory is, you know, it's in an industrial zone out of the city. It's, so the picket line is still going on there. And there are some demonstrations in the offices of the Philip Morris International in, in Izmir or also in Istanbul. Uh, and some friendly organizations uh, unions in other countries representing Philip Morris workers, they are organizing picket lines in front of the Philip Morris offices as well. So we are demanding immediate reinstatement of the dismissed workers, and we want to start negotiations with the company about our problems in the workplaces. There's, uh, there was so much in what you described. We'll talk about the international solidarity later in this conversation. I want to talk about um, a little bit uh, about the tactics of management in trying to intimidate workers. You've talked about the resignations and so forth. We learned through the testimony of the workers that many of them were brought into intimidation rooms and had individual meetings. Tell us about uh, the, these intimidation rooms and what happened in the meetings. According to ITUC, ITUC, the International Trade Union Confederation. Turkey is among the 10 worst countries for uh, workers. So there are a lot of union-busting tactics. Uh, so the companies are trying to avoid negotiations with the unions. They are pushing union members to re re resign from the union. Uh, we're talking about uh, the incidents in the year 2022, but there's a background in the same same factory. We had another recruitment organization campaign in the same Philip Morris factory in the year 2018. So they did the same thing. They dismissed the pioneers, the leaders, the shop stewards of the, the union, uh, and we sued them. We went to court. So the, the, the process in the court take too long. This is typical in Turkey. Only after, only after four years, we won the case of 2018, uh, this year in April. And the court proved that the dismissals were because of the trade union activities. And they charged the company to pay a high amount of compensation. So it's clear that Philip Morris International 
dismiss union members because of the union activities. So this is clear violation of international labor rights, but also this is a violation of the Turkish domestic uh, rights. Management uh, made one-to-one face-to-face meetings, interviews with the union members, and they clearly told that if they are not going to resign from the union, they're going to be dismissed. And another tactic, an interesting tactic that company used, right after the first public trade union meeting, they figured out who are the shop stewards, who are the union reps uh, in the factory. So four guys, the four union reps, were invited for an interview to the company office in the Izmir city center, which is quite far from the factory. It's like one hour far from the factory. So they were invited to the office. And they were informed that, informed that they were re- relocated for another factory. So there was a in- job interview in the office, in the city center, and the shop stewards reject this new mission, new project. So they said, we are working for Philip Morris factory for many years and we keep, we want to keep our position in the Philip Morris company. So there was a kind of job interview about new projects and relocations. But meanwhile, they make some records that those four guys, they didn't show up in the factory. So they invite them to the office for a job interview, but they make some registrations, some disciplinary registrations that they didn't come to workplace. Company is making some kind of publicity about the union, like this union is a troublemaker. This is not a registered organization. This is not a legal process. So just very blatant anti-union strategies, some sophisticated, some very brazen union busting techniques. I want to shift the discussion a little bit and talk about the general situation in Turkey. You already talked about the um, the economic crisis. So I want to look at, um, you know, the poverty wages that are being paid to these workers in a Philip Morrison factory. Without going into the detail of Philip Morris's profits, we know that tobacco is one of the most profitable industries in the world. But against the poverty wages being paid these workers, there is a global inflation and economic crisis. Can you talk about the specific situation in Turkey in relation to inflation, cost of living, economic hardship? So let's say uh, only a year ago, one US dollars was around seven Turkish liras. Now, one US dollar is equal to 17 Turkish liras. We are receiving our salaries in Turkish liras, but we are spending money in US dollars. So all the prices from food to the rent, from housing, all the prices are hiking and sometimes triple, sometimes three or four times higher compared to last year. Yes, there is a global issue with the inflation, but in Turkey, this is quite historical. We are breaking the historical record. So according to Turkish Statistic Institute, Turkstat, we have a system like poverty threshold. Uh, I calculate those numbers into the Australian dollars. So the poverty threshold for a family of four is 2,000 Australian dollars. So a working 
for a family. month or for two weeks no, no. for, for per yeah, month, two thousand per month. Two thousand, two thousand Australian dollars to live in poverty conditions. But what about the salaries in Philip Morris factory? So the monthly salary for the agency workers in Philip Morris is around 500 Australian dollars. You need four bread owners in the family. And mostly Turkish families, we got one or two. So it's almost quarter of the poverty line. The official inflation rate is 80%. Official inflation rate and official figures are never in the reality. And let's say those guys are producing cigarettes. I'm not a smoker, but you know, in Europe there is an idiom, fumar como turco, smoking like a Turk or smoking like a chimney. In many European languages, smoke uh, like a Turk, fumar como turco in Spanish or Italian. So those guys are producing cigarettes for brands like Marlboro, Parliament, whatever. Uh, so the, the inflation in cigarette and tobacco is 82%. But those guys who are producing Marlboro, Parliament, all those cigarettes, uh, pro, uh, tobacco products, they're earning less than poverty. Their salaries are melting. Let's say right now we have a proposal for a pay raise to the company. But next week, our proposal of pay raise will be too low. There has been some international solidarity calling for the reinstatement of these workers. We particularly saw some um, solidarity in Europe, in the UK. Can you tell me what support there has been so far internationally? Marlboro is global known company, a brand, and Philip Morris is a global company. Even they are closing some of their operations with the help of the technology and equipments. They have less factories and less employees, but they have factories all around the world. Uh, some of them are still in Europe. Uh, so this is a global challenge. When there's a violation in the Philip Morris factory in Turkey, that means this is a violation or a treat against other Philip Morris workers in other countries. So unionized workers know this very well. So I think it was the German colleagues first from the German Union NGG, NGG, which represents food and tobacco workers in Germany. And they are very well organized in Philip Morris operations in Germany. So first they organize a solidarity action and they send a protest letter to the company. Uh, then uh, the global headquarters of Philip Morris International is based in Switzerland. It's well known as an American company, but now the headquarters is based in Switzerland. And in Switzerland, they got two factories. So the workers from Philip Morris factories in Switzerland, they organize solidarity actions for the Turkish colleagues. And they organize a picket line in front of the global headquarters. So it was followed by... Uh, other colleagues in Poland and in uh, Quebec, Canada. Uh, so they are organizing the Philip Morris companies and they really uh, sensitive about Turkish colleagues. And if there were workers in Australia who wanted to back this campaign, back the workers, what can they do to support you? Okay, so basically 
No, I kindly ask them to write a protest letter to the local management of Philip Morris or the global uh, management, which is based in Switzerland. They can share their concerns about violations in Turkey. We are also having an ongoing campaign, an online campaign. We have the website laborstart.org. Laborstart.org is organizing a multi-language campaign. So by the help of this campaign, they can easily for, uh, fill a form and send an automatic protest message to the global management uh, of Philip Morris. So this is easy that they can do via their mobile phone or uh, from their computer. This is uh, easy. Any rank and file members of the unions, labor activists can do this. And we, we know that it has an influence in Philip Morris. They're receiving dozens of emails every day from different corners of the world. But also the unions representing Philip Morris workers or other tobacco uh, workers, they can send a letter uh, to the Philip Morris uh, management. But of course, the best thing is organizing a solidarity demo, a solidarity picket line in front of the Philip Morris factory. When you are dismissed and you are waiting in a picket line in front of the factory, you feel alone. It's a it's a giant company, it's a globally operation, and you are a single worker or a group of uh, workers waiting in front of the factory, you feel a bit alone, you feel a bit uncanny. But when you see some colleagues, some friends, brothers or sisters doing the same job with you, working for the same employer, doing a solidarity action for you, it gives you the message that I'm not alone. So if Philip Morris workers in Turkey see that some guys in Melbourne, in Sydney, in Quebec, in Washington, they're, they're rolling the same cigarettes. They're doing the same job. Uh, they're producing the same cigarettes, putting them in the same boxes for the same company, with the same brand, for the same employer. I'm not alone. They are standing uh, with me. So this gives power to Turkish workers or waiting in front of the factory in a remote industrial zone. Nam Melbourne Slut Walk is once again taking to the streets in the fight against victim blaming and slut shame. In the past year, we have seen how deeply still rape culture is ingrained in our highest institutions, from the media to federal government. This cannot be tolerated. To take a stand, join the 2022 Slut Walk at 1pm on the 19th of November outside the Victorian State Library. Slut Walk is a 3CR supporter. It is 28 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. That interview that you heard was Kivanch Eliachik from DISC, the um, militant left-wing trade union centre in Turkey, talking about the Philip Morris Marlborough workers' dispute over there that is currently on foot. We're going to put the Labor Start details on our Facebook page so you can support the campaign. But that does bring us to the end of another Asia-Pacific Currents for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up next is Palestine Remembered. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm James Barry.